Hi-ho, neighbors, and welcome to another extremely exciting episode of Nicotine Withdrawal Symptoms. This week, hunger, cravings, headaches, and being tired are my everyday. Uh, wait, this is the wrong script. I mean, welcome to wishing we were more talented- No, wait, still the wrong podcast. Is this the Gundam podcast that I can't- No, it's not the seasonal anime- Oh, wait, seasons, yes. Welcome to Four Seasons of Obstruction, the podcast where we talk American politics in the post-Trump disinformation pandemic world. No, sadly that would be too real. Instead, let's chat about things that don't matter and are like fun. I mean, I guess, sort of, not really anymore. Like Fringe! Here on Four Seasons and a Funeral, a podcast not about any of the other shit I just talked about. Today, it's our season four finale, and truly have I never dreaded something more than the fifth season of this show and its master race of bald white men. But oh well, hope you are ready to observe the show. I'm David, and I'm joined by our regular hosts, Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Charlie, and while this podcast isn't about all those things David mentioned, we sure as hell are going to talk about all of them. (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure we've talked about all of them at various points. I don't think we need to talk about all of them again today. That's, That's a lot. You don't want to talk about Trump coming out and telling people to get vaxxed? And then getting booed? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of good just leaving basically all the Trump stuff in, like, 2020. Like, no, but hey, it won't stay there. Hey, the Trump not stuff's staying not there. staying there. Like, <laughs> but he like, can continue mentally, to run. <laughs> like, mentally, David, I can, I can at least think that it stays there. <laughs> you can hope. Incorrect. <laughs> Well, that's uh, a shame, but, you know, I'm, I'm just going to continue to think that way for at least a little bit longer. So, guys, what nicotine withdrawal symptoms are you having today? Un? I hate you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, but I'm, 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 so, I'm proud of you, too. I'm proud I'm of you, so too, tired. David. <laughs> um, let's, let's see. My, my symptoms mainly involve uh, not being able to live in my apartment. Um, and... That's not nicotine. That's your roommate got COVID again. God, that's that second part of that statement's great, isn't it? But also correct again. Yep. Wait, did he actually test positive? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> He tested positive he, on a rapid test. I was not expecting him to test negative on the PCR. Like, sure, the rapid tests are less accurate, but they're accurate enough. Like, yeah, yes, fair. I was just, I, I was just trying to figure out how it was possible for him and I to test differently, but it sure did happen. Uh, didn't he? No, he said he had a gathering with some friends from school, didn't he? He he did, um, but part of that gathering happened, and then I saw him for a day, and then he left, and then I guess more of that gathering happened afterwards, and I guess that's when it happened. It sounds um, like the person, the carrier, showed up at the after party. <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't. I, I I just saw him, not everyone that was there. So oh, that know, also I, makes I sense. Like you're not going to yeah. be contagious right away either after contact. It takes like a day no. for it to gestate. Yeah, yeah, no. So I, I, I survived, um, and... I survived. Day, All right, he's going to survive as well. <laughs> I survived, I, I survived like, getting the positive test. Uh, <laughs> I think, just don't use the term survive. Just. That's, that's fair, that's fair. Anyways, I, one day I get to go back and live in my apartment again, but, like, not for a couple more days. So I survived I'm, I, I'm stuck at home. 
Wow. How was your Christmas, Charlie? Oh my God! As per the last like four years, so so much driving, just <laughs> so much. So my family lives two and a half hours east of where we are, and my girlfriend's family lives an hour and a half west of where we are. So we go to my family's first, and then haul ass Christmas Day to her family's, and it's just that so sounds tiring. like fun. Yeah. What it sounds like is you should offer to host Christmas for both your families next year in your new house. It's not and even. They a have to come to you. It's not even. It's a not a midway point. point. We're it's closer not. to her family. <laughs> it's not, but also that you don't have to drive. <laughs> this is this is completely. It's fair. not about convenience. I mean, it is about convenience, but for you specifically. <laughs> yeah. It's, hey. it's not about convenience for some families. <laughs> it it took a year. I finally bought a dining room table. <laughs> hey. Yay! Because well, we we got into this place, and you guys have seen like the kitchen eated area. And we were like, oh, we could get a dining table. I'm like, no respectable dining table fits in this space. Especially yep. now that we have a dog bed and crate up against the wall. So we just have a shitty little card table. But yeah, finally bought a dining room table. Hey, when are you guys, are you guys, when are you guys moving in? Like, uh, this weekend? End, next weekend? No, end of next no. month, my dude. Oh, really? Oh, I thought yeah. you guys were going to get in there sooner. Oh, no. Nah. I would be crying right now if I had to do stuff like in the next day. I, I I so am like just I still need a little bit more time to mentally prepare for helping Charlie move for the second time. And why do like you need to help mentally prepare? We're getting a bigger U-Haul this time. I promise. Yes, yes. <laughs> I went too conservative last time. I'm going to get at least one size up. Is it going to be a yes. one trip journey or is it going to have to be multiple trips? Uh, God think? willing, it'll be one trip. I, it is like an hour. I so don't want that to be two trips. <laughs> How long is the drive? Like 40 minutes, 50 minutes from your old place to your new place? Yeah, there and about. So I'm, I'm really hoping it'll just be a um, bunch of our both sides of our family and like, let us know when you're moving in and we'll come help move stuff. And I was like, okay, sweet. A bunch of people don't have hatchbacks. And trucks and SUVs, so everything doesn't have to be shoved into a fucking Ford Fiesta. I'd offer to help, but I don't think my tiny Honda Civic would help. Hey, you get Charlie, to, you'll, you you'll, have, to come you'll likely have afterwards. a Forester again. Oh, nice <laughs> to help. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see which cars make it make their way up there. Yeah. But I expect that you David, will. you get to come visit afterwards and reap everyone else's hard labor. Uh, it's it's okay. I, I I'm sure I'm sure there will be some b- benefit for me helping on the day of. Uh, I mean, p- pizza. I, I pizza. usually it's pizza and beer, but you don't drink, so I guess just pizza, pizza and delicious. milk. Get some milk mm. for Nick. Mm, delicious. <laughs> just get a liter bag of milk and hand I, it to him. <laughs> I could ask one of my family members if they do come down to stop off at a Kawartha Dairy. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> I think it'd be so funny just to give him a bag of milk. I, I would not, <laughs> not be even, pleased. Not even one of the big bags. One of the singular like bags that comes in the big bags. Hey, I do would, you, I would do so you assholes remember? Give that to him like, in a straw. <laughs> do you assholes remember like two to three years ago when we needed milk for something and you guys went out to the store and bought a full bag, like a full can like big bag containing multiple bags of 2% full lactose milk 
Yeah, you oh, yeah. Said and you I was like, milk, I, so we bought milk, and and I said exactly buy a carton of like lactose free milk, and you bought me f- three fucking <laughs> bags of milk I don't drink. So so Charlie, and then just what, left what, it there. Charlie, what you don't so understand? Charlie, what you're is stating Nick right I... there is you you didn't you didn't tell us hard enough how badly you didn't want us to just get milk. Because when I hear the words, "Hey, can you go out and get milk?" I stop listening and I go, "All right, for, like, four liters of milk potatoes. coming up." <laughs> what you don't understand, Charlie, is we that lived Nick a and block I... away from a grocery store. If I needed milk, I could get it by myself. Nick and I four only... liters of milk coming up. Nick and I only believe that two liter milk is milk. So when you said milk, that's all we thought. If oh, you sorry, two percent, wanted... you mean two percent? If you wanted something else, you should have said milk flavored water. Then we would have brought skim milk. <laughs> also, or also, 1%. also, Charlie, more, more, more importantly, um, milk cartons are a scam. They cost so much money. Yeah, milk like, cartons are bullshit. Always buy like, bagged milk. Two two liters of milk in a carton is ten cents less than four liters of milk. Why would I ever buy two liters of milk? It physically hurts me. I had a friend. I had a friend who I was once who like was buying like cartons of milk, and he bought um, uh, he bought like a two liter carton of milk, and I was like, dude. Why don't you just buy the four liter like thing? Like it's like ten cents more. And he's like, no. And he picked up a second two liter carton, put it in the shopping cart, and bought two of them. And you're no longer friends with that person, correct? You know who this is, David. Wait, who is this? Is this roommate? This is the person. This is the person who went and did their masters over in Europe. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, do I know this person? What? A, yes, you would. What a monster! I know. Just the worst. <laughs> Oh my god, my uh, Charlie, this my is this is the person for, who plays uh, magic a lot. Yeah, my groupmate for last engineering oh my project. G- him? What the fuck? What the fuck? I know. Well, he uh, he does come from the west coast. They don't do bagged milk over there, so I mean, but it was I it was, get oh. it, but still. Oh hey, for any Americans listening, uh, here in Wonderland of Canada, you can buy milk in like plastic bags specifically east coast and like ontario area and i think some prairie provinces do it but not yeah, all you, of them yes you you buy you buy milk in bags and then it goes into like a little bag holder and then it, it's cheaper and easier to store than cartons and it it's really also, also it's also less waste <laughs> like yep it's also better for the environment uh, it lasts longer you can portion it easier if you're a real freak and you don't drink milk fast enough you can freeze it it's okay unfrozen thawed it's not great but it'll survive being frozen monsters but yeah um yeah i guess for I, our, I, I, what I, did you do recently then we should just do what'd you get for christmas um two hundred dollars solid uh a covid with- booster <laughs> Oh, I, I scheduled mine. I'm not getting mine till February. Oh, I'm not getting wow. mine. Wow! I get mine on the fifth, but we gotta drive a bit to get one. I I I I have a friend who has a who like has a friend who works in like one of like well actually who works. So in, you like, have a friend of, of a, okay? Just say you have a friend of a friend or something, dude. You don't. Yeah, need to... friend, friend friend of a friend who works. I have a friend in... who has a friend who has a friend. Well, no. Who so the has problem an acquaintance is, who knows again. The, pro- the problem is, <laughs> I have a friend of a friend, but that friend of a friend, I can't now call myself friends with because I haven't talked to him in a while. But I knew him in high school, and we were friends then. 
So you know a guy. You have an acquaintance from high school. I know a guy. Yeah, I I know a guy. guy. (laughs) But it was great because I was like, hey, any chance I could get like any chance I could get the like booster? He's like, yeah, sure. Just like booked me in and like one of the shoppers in Toronto. I just was able to get mine. (laughs) Meet meet me in this alleyway with a lighter and a spoon. That that would have felt better, um, and by that are I mean you, so much sketchier. Are you sure this is the COVID booster and not meth? Yes. Now heat up this spoon. Do you also want meth? Because I can add meth to your COVID booster. <laughs> it'll uh, it'll stop the stop the aches and pains for you know a little while. Jeez. Oh, I got a ping pong table. Ooh, uh, that's, that's for your new house. I feel like you were yes. just getting your new house things, right? Uh, partially. Um, I also got my sister, well, sisters, very thoughtfully uh, turned my dog into a Pokemon card. Oh, yeah, and I saw that. That was David awesome. immediately shit-talked the stats on it instead of going, what a cute and thoughtful gift. So, you know. It's a very cute and thoughtful gift, but the stats make no sense. And I don't think it'd be viable. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> four energy cost one for one move geez on a single evolve like dude it's gonna take forever to get up to speed tempo is just so slow do you David, play pokemon competitively look at the amount of attack who look, has look it the amount that, that thing can tank i think the other two people on this podcast have not played pokemon competitively I like the card not, game so. yeah but I, I'm just assuming that 450 HP probably means that it doesn't matter um, how uh, you know how long it takes to get up to speed. <laughs> no, it depends if it gets status effects or something, right? Because then that can all affect the tempo of it. I don't know I Pokemon see. meta. Anyways, <laughs> that's what we were doing. Let's get right into this trash heap of an episode. Wow. I mean, what? You're not wrong, but wow. <laughs> Here's the TV guide. In the conclusion of the season 4 finale, the Fringe team is desperate to prevent a catastrophic event that could cause mass, mass death and destruction. Death and destruction. I'm so out of it, my dudes. What is math well. death? Oh, I'm working in the office still today and yesterday and... Literally, no one else is there. Did you have a similar office experience today as you did yesterday? No, because I knew I had to be functional for this recording. <laughs> okay. I, we won't say exactly, just in case. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I watched the Fringe episode and just listened to podcasts all day and nice. wrote D&D stuff. <laughs> I mean, nice. worked very hard. <laughs> well, yeah, you were working on other projects. I, te- I mean, technically, I guess my company owns my D&D stuff now because of the contract. <laughs> and hey, this podcast? Code, code was compiling. Docker was updating. Uh, Easy. What else is there? Webpack was reloading. Um, hologram of fucking weird universe was existing. Um. Yes. So. Oh uh, yeah. This <laughs> already immediately the episode goes downhill. <laughs> Let's get into the fridge. Turns out open uh, William Bell is uh, a homebrew DM. Yep. That's that's what it is. He. Oh yeah. He he, he wants oh, he wants to show Walter his brave new world. Um. Yes. Yeah, so we're like in a grass plain with a mountain range off in the distance. 
which doesn't Ooh, make trees. much sense. There's a bunch but of da- trees. But David, it's mountains, and then they meet the sea. How could that be? <laughs> like, physically. How can that be? Hey, y'all should go subscribe to Dropout TV for Game Changer alone. Oh, We're not man. sponsored. We're not. That's such a fucking good episode. I Improv musical. It's so good. It's so good. Nick, you should watch it. Even though you don't have it and you don't have access to it. Nick, we should hang yep. out and we should watch this episode. <laughs> Nick, we should wait for COVID numbers to go down and we should hang out and watch this episode. There you go, David. Was... I, I found it. I got it eventually. <laughs> Took you a little while, but but you did get there. Uh, wait, wait for yeah. COVID numbers to go down or wait for Doug Ford to say those don't matter anymore? Don't Don't worry about it. <laughs> So yeah, we're like looking at a weird fantasy thing and William Bell's talking of some shit and then it reveals that it's all a hologram and he's showing, uh, uh, what, oh God, um, Walter, that's his name. <laughs> he's showing Walter his homebrew D&D world or some shit and he's like, yeah, isn't this great? I made it in Blender. I just learned how by myself. <laughs> I'm William Bell. Ding. <laughs> And somewhere Olivia collapses. <laughs> it happens later in this episode. I was fucking furious. <laughs> but yeah, it's the weird, like, the creatures lying down. Because those are the snake, like, chimera things that give, that gave alternate Charlie the, the spider babies, right? Yeah. Well, both both Charlies, right? Cause both Charlies. Our just, Charlie, you know, one of the Charlies yeah, yeah. was yeah. able to get healed before they be before they couldn't be removed, and you know, yeah. one didn't. So we see two of those lying down in the field, and then we see one of the fucking flying porcupine men <laughs> soar over bo- <laughs> above, and it makes me mad. <laughs> and William Bell is like, "This is the world I want." Look at my beautiful Eden. Is Look it at my perfect? Beautiful fan fiction. I'm thinking of making a dragon based MMO with realistic mating physics. Yeah. Do you guys not do you guys not see that Reddit post that one time? No. No. Do I oh. want to? I actually I'm, no, I'm I, I do. I'm... I really want to read it because I know it's gonna be cringe and horrible. But like this oh feels God. very much like William Bell got like super high and read like Silmarillion and went, I could do that. All right, okay. So it was posted to our gaming uh, about nine years ago, and the title of the thread is "Dear Internet, I'm a 26 year old lady who's been developing a science based 100 percent dragon MMO for the last two years. I'm finally making my beta website now and using my 3D work as a base to create my 50 plus concept images." Wish me luck, Reddit. You'll be the first to see the site when it's finished. And then it's a picture of what looks to be like stock Unity assets with a bunch of like terrible dragons. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And it's amazing. And the thread is nothing but people going, uh... Everything about this is terrible. Stock Unity assets. Did you post it yet for Nick to see? It? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> the the first post is like a super long like 
actually good constructive criticism post. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, that's that's the what I was referencing. <laughs> Cuz that's what this scene reminded me of. <laughs> oh dear. Well, um yeah, let's just William William Bell's gone off the deep end like really off the deep end though. Um is what we're learning here and just yeah. There we we learned that they're back on the container ship that we'd seen in previous uh uh, in previous episodes as well. Um, that has so all the Eldritch They're no longer monst- in the warehouse. Yeah, the container Sorry. ship that has all the Eldritch monstrosities they've bred. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, um, let's let's skip over to the other part of this episode that isn't just William Bell craziness, um, which is Peter and Olivia. Yeah, uh, they arrive back to the lab, and everything's all happy and good, except for the fact that you know Olivia has weird cortex of fan powers, and we're not really going to think about that too hard. Um, <laughs> well, also Astrid and Walter aren't there, and they're yeah, looking that's at fine. like the they're probably just bake. out getting like strawberry milkshakes, right? Yeah, they're looking at like the Easy Bake Oven and being like, "Oh, I'm sure everything's fine. They probably just went to go get breakfast." Anyways. Do you want to talk about your weird Jedi mind trick powers? No? All right. <laughs> oh, well, a con- convenient phone call to stop worrying about this. Oh, look, it's that person that David called was going to come back. I fucking called it. <laughs> I was so fucking right. It's ridiculous. She's back. She's having troubles. She's worried that someone's in her house. I wonder who could be in her house. Oh, look. It's a, it's an observer, and it's that one that we know who's probably cool, unlike the rest of them. None of them are cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> David, David, please. He's an ally of French team. <laughs> oh, nonsense. But yeah, he's apparently really upset at... Uh, or he's watching her, and then he steps on the rug, and that's a really bad thing to do, and it messes up her feng shui. But it doesn't matter because she apparently drew like runes on the ground. And hey, do you remember in Supernatural where you could trap demons (laughs) in like hex circles and shit? That's what Fringe is fucking turned into. It's literally, they don't even explain it later on. Like they don't pretend like, oh, it's like, uh, it's actually like secret code injection into their cybernetics that locks it up. We're like, nah, it's just a mystical rune of some kind. And the, well, no, we literally get we literally get later on that him, um, the observer being like, she shouldn't have this technology. What's it's going on? It's not technology. It's just magic. <laughs> Bitch also just has a shelf full of crystals and dust somewhere. Uh, most likely. Um, but yeah. It's nonsense like, and they've just given up. Observer Observer found the super glue on the floor and now he's stuck. Uh fucking that's, idiotic. That's what I believe. Sorry. Fucking idiotic is what I said. <laughs> nah, David, it's just it's just some it's just some fancy super glue. Like it's just extra hot cuz she just took it out of the microwave cuz that's what you do to super glue, right? But it's also like it glows it's, it's, when he steps on it. And, it. and it's very much not like technology. It's just something she drew because they fucking cut the floor away to transport him. Yup. So it's yep. not like there's a special emitter underneath the ground that like projects energy waves that has to be projected out in this very specific pattern. No, it's a magic rune. Yep. And <sighs> oh. 
But yeah, Observer gets trapped or something. Woman that gets like, oh, he's what's gonna happen to him? Well, we'll have Peter and Olivia come and check on uh, the woman from uh, last episode, Jessica Holt, and yeah. she's um, left. Her well, f- she's not there, and someone cut out part of the floor. That's kind of weird. I wonder what's going on here. They also find Seems her purse. Fringy. They find her purse, her wallet, and her phone. So they're like, "Oh no, what happened?" And Olivia's like, oh, no, did I put her in danger? And Peter's like, no, you didn't put her in danger. You saved her life. It's all good. And then, yeah, they find a giant hole cut into the ground. And like, man, that's not normal. Anyways. Anyways, thank goodness that uh, Broyles is out here giving us other instructions so we don't have to worry. Um, and by other instructions, I mean going, hey, um, Astrid's in the hospital. She got shot. Uh can you take Walter and meet us there? And they're like, uh, we don't have Walter. <laughs> and hey, look, Walter's missing. Um, Gasp. They're literally... Uh, I fucking hate this introduction part of this episode because they're literally just jumping from point A to point B, being told by a third party what's happening. Like, they have <laughs> no agency. Yep. Um, Peter Peter and Olivia are just kind of walking around and following the, the NPC right quests now. pretty yeah. closely this episode. Uh, they 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 hit the they hit the storyline trigger by walking into this woman's house and seeing the floor. They watch and a cut scene. The phone call. Yep, and then they walk out to the next location. <laughs> and speaking no combat, of the next location, no let's go to the hospital and go go hear the next cutscene, aka Astrid explaining that Walter's missing, so hey. they can go and solve that part of the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Astrid literally going, "Hey, here's what we were up to. We thought William Bell was alive. We went to investigate. I got shot. They took him. Anyways, good luck on your next quest." <laughs> All right, time to go. Let's go and check out that warehouse that we just <laughs> learned about. Completed objective, talk to Astrid. New objective, go to the warehouse Astrid told you about. <laughs> this would be, like, this is such a shitty questline. I would be angry. Like, this seems like some main story questline bullshit. I think I've done this questline in Final Fantasy at some point. <laughs> but hey, uh, they found Jessica, at least. Um, and, or no, they haven't found Jessica. They found, they found September. Um, look at this. Shocking. Who could have seen September here? Um, and yeah, he's just, he's just on that floorboard still. Just chilling. Everything's fine. And, and then here comes Jessica with a and gun. And another fucking cutscene of exposition where she shoots the observer and goes, Oh, they have fancy technology that lets them operate on a different line of time. See this gun William Bell invented? It's faster, though. I I love <laughs> that it was like, how do we kill them? Super gun. Make a faster gun, which is also... Like, that, you don't need to invent that. We just have that, right? Like, that's not some super alien technology. You can just make a faster gun. <laughs> like, she, also, she, like, just pull, she just pulls out a Desert Eagle instead and is like, but they can't stop these. She just pulls out a sniper <laughs> rifle and is just like, hey, close up. <laughs> like, or, like, just, even, even better is like, oh, they can move faster than bullets, but they can't move faster than light. Pew, I got a ray gun. Pew, pew. Like, or... Or they can move faster than bullets, which is why I'm just going to stab him with a knife. <laughs> oh, look, he's stuck. He's stuck to this piece of floor. I'm going to get five machine guns and shoot all in one location. 
He's faster than a bullet, but he literally only has two hands. So, no big deal. Ugh. But hey, but yeah, um, we she get through shoots, that cutscene. She shoots, not and he's like... She sh- but she shoots him three times, and he's like, oh, look, I caught him. And then she's like, yeah, new gun. New gun, and, bang. And then he goes to catch it, but he was too slow, and he's bleeding. But he's not and, reacting. And then she's like, oh, yeah, he's just an animal or like he doesn't have any reactions or something. And then Olivia gets really offended and tries to defend him, which, again, has no stakes anymore after they've shown us episode 19 because we know they're bad guys. So it doesn't fucking matter. Like, this is a nonsensical scene in the context of everything they've already shown us to this point. Like, we why do we care about this observer being hurt when we know they enslaved the human race? But hey, Olivia says stop, and instead of the second bullet going through the observer, it goes through Jessica, and now Jessica's dead. Uh. Also, <sighs> like, if it's a faster bullet, why isn't there more kickback on that gun? What is the Listen, blue flame yeah, from? You don't understand. It's a special science fast gun. That is that is a science gun, Charlie. That's like the observers. No, we've found seen this science gun. guns. We've seen, yes, we've seen science guns. They were shot force well, no. beams. Also, you, well, well, no, you, you Charlie, neglect to they, mention they when saw... Jessica goes to shoot the observer again, Olivia matrixes the bullet back at her. Yes, it's like stop and then just like slaps it back. <laughs> and even the observer is like, that was fucking dope. I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, I'll I leave now. It's like, now that she shot me, I can leave, apparently. You don't have to do any... Oh, fuck this episode. I'm so angry. Olivia goes up and she goes, oh my god, you're bleeding so much. You're awfully pale. And he's, no, that's just what I look like. This and is what the master oh, well, Peter race looks touches, like. Peter touches the rune, too, and it, like, shocks up at him. Like, uh, it... <sighs> just, I'm so angry already. <laughs> Did you like this episode, Nick? Is that what we're going to learn? Is that why you're so quiet right now? <laughs> Nick, this is um, my favorite episode. This isn't my favorite episode. It certainly has problems. This is my I'm second favorite episode. My favorite episode is the Sam Weiss hunt. It's the, Sam, the, the Sam Weiss episode was great, and you guys, I, I will continue to yell that. Sam uh, Weiss never came back this season. What is up with him? He was done. He was the last Sam Weiss. He was no longer He was longer the last needed. Sam Weiss, and he did the thing. Um, what did he do, though? Why did he just stop showing? Hey, I fucking hey, hate David. this. Don't don't worry, David. I'm sure there's going to be Sam Weiss in season five. Um, oh God, I bet there will be, and I'm going to hate every second of it. Um, I I don't know. We'll get to the rating. I'm not. I, I'm betting I'm going to rate this one higher than you guys. Um, like yes, this episode has problems, but in general, it's tolerable, and I understand that they're just trying to do like big season finale stuff, and it like. Doesn't have good moments for sure, but yeah. But isn't least, the fact least... that it's tolerable, doesn't that make it worse? Because the parts no. where they tried are good, and I can see that, and there are parts of this episode that are actually like entertaining and exciting, and that makes the parts of this episode that are just shit that much worse to me. Because it's just like, I can see, like, if, if someone is like trying to paint a beautiful picture, but every third stroke they smear their paintbrush in literal shit and put it on the canvas. <laughs> It's like why? Well, David, all all I'm gonna say is that sounds like way better modern art than me drawing a dog. So you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just so angry. 
Anyway, they get Jessica's body back to the lab and, like, hook her all up with electrodes. And, oh, my God, are we actually going to talk to a dead person again? It's been so long. Yep. Let's, Livia, let's do it. Livia has this needle that I very much feel is longer than the width of Jessica's head and goes to inject whatever into her arm. And Peter's like, no, it's got to go in the temple. So she injects it into her temple all the way. And I swear that needle should be sticking out the other side of her head. Don't worry. Ah, it's Props fine. department fell asleep today as well. <laughs> well, no, it's just a massive spring. So the needle never goes in movie magic. <laughs> I know, movie magic. It's a real shame. It's a real shame that William Bell had to go and kidnap uh kidnap Walter so we don't have um John more Noble movie showing magic up scenes. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, Nina shows up with like a nail gun and fucking Nina Nina's puts, got a cool science thing. Puts Frankenstein bolts on her temple. And Nina's also like, you're going to have to tell me how you know about the, just this technology. And I was like, Nina, get, he's from a different universe where he was fringe team. What do you mean? Get on the Ob- fucking agenda. Like, get with the program. Obviously, they've used tech like this before. And, you know, a massive dynamic. Probably still going to have this tech. Um, but yeah, let's interrogate a dead person first. Um, something that I'm still waiting for our D&D group to do. Um... It's it's gonna happen at one point, right, David? And it's gonna be horrible. You interrogate um, a lot of pre-dead people, is what I hey, would say. I interrogated one dead guy. He, I dead counted guys. them as pre-dead. Your, your interrogation really killed them. I had their souls. <laughs> Daryl is most certainly dead. <laughs> the man Darryl. who is in my soul cage is most certainly dead. The proof of this oh, is dear. I have their souls. <laughs> Uh, David, I'm um, like three steps away from being a full-blown necromancer. <laughs> it's actually necromancy is a lower level spell than soul cage. <laughs> I that's, can't do necromancy though. I, I promised the Raven Queen. Anyways, anyways, D and D talk aside. Um, yeah, we learn that William Bell's on uh, a container ship um, from from dead Jessica. Uh, and let's go take a look at that dead container, or let's go take a look at that uh, container ship um, and have our next William Bell Walter scene, um, where we just get more of William Bell trying to explain and get Walter on his side. Um, Isn't his logic like, oh, if I'm capable of being God, then I should become God? Well, no, it's like he, he comes to that point eventually, but he's like, you were right, you, like, your son died twice, you were very angry, you wanted to create the real universe, and when you discovered you could, you got scared, so I lobotomized you, took parts of your brain out, but then I got Alzheimer's, realized I could, like, push off the Alzheimer's using Cortexafran, but that's not fair, why do I have to die this way? Uh, or cancer, right? Not Alzheimer's, he has yeah. cancer. Uh, it was cancer, and he was using Cortexafan to treat it, but that was yeah. going to run out. That was so. going to run out, so he's like, I'm just going to recreate the universe where none of this can happen. None and of this can happen, and we don't, we don't need humans because humans are terrible. Yeah, and if uh, God is real and he created us in his image, then what's wrong with us doing what he did and create our own universe? Exactly. I think was the line I'm, like that he a said lot, A lot is wrong with that. <laughs> It's also the whole, um, literally, like, from, from the point of view, William Bell knows that there are two, at least two universes 
that he is demolishing to create one universe. The the math is not on his side. There. Again, why would you think there are only <laughs> two universes when you've when you've discovered that multiple universes exist? Why would you possibly think there are only two? <laughs> like. That's- David, that's why I'm saying that there's at least two. <laughs> I know, but it's just crazy to me that no one in this in Fringe has gone, why don't we check other universes? <laughs> like, uh. They already know that, hey, these two universes vibrate at this frequency. Why don't we look for universes that vibrate at other frequencies? What, if we, what about yeah, a universe be, that vibrates on the ghost network frequency? Or like, oh hey, it seems like we're vibrating them harmonically or something at this frequency. I bet there's a third frequency we can use of some nonsense. Yep. Uh, oh. Also, we I, I was wrong. Interrogation happens after that William Bell scene. Um, we just yeah, get the, the prep for the interrogation. Yeah, we and get the body. Man, I will say the the actress for Jessica does a does one heck of a job here. Oh yeah, this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, because she she would have had to do the scene twice ish. Because her eyes are, like, blinking and looking in completely impossible directions at different times. And her mouth's fucked up. Like, yeah, it's like they got her to do it twice. One with her just sitting there unconscious, the other for actually doing it. And they superimpose parts of her face onto her unconscious face. And it's terrifying. They they 100% did that because the camera is, like, locked down on a tripod. Like, it's a super static shot. And yes, they. But the way they did it is all the movements are super like jerky, almost seem like they cut frames out of it. It's it's genuinely disturbing to look at. It's and that's what's really good is because I'm pretty sure that if you like really went close and examined it, you you could find the like what was done and where the things are, but you don't want to, which is exactly what you're looking for for this kind of scene. Yeah. Um gets the point across and you don't want to find the inconsistencies because you're just uncomfortable with the whole scene i don't want to see it more than once (laughs) yeah it's horrendous um but yes they're able to get out uh basically just the you know they're on a they're on a boat and then she dies and by dies i mean olivia touches her trying to get more information and murders her and she explodes And yes, the entire time they're asking, like, hey, where is Walter? What is th- what are they doing? And they're like, well, William Bell has him. He's going to destroy the universe. And they're like, wait, how? We broke down the bridge between universes. There's not power. And he's like, he just needed a power source. And that's when Olivia grabs her. She explodes. And then uh, Nina's like, get me a, what is it, a Goss uh, tracker or some shit? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we find out that it's uh, Olivia's doing a bunch of weird stuff that Olivia shouldn't be able to do. Uh. Olivia's some sort of immense power source or some nonsense. Yeah, and she's gonna she's gonna collapse the universes because hey, God needs an energy source. That's what Jessica said. Yup. Yes, and she's the energy source, and this is the reason why we've had an entire season of them trying to reactivate Olivia with the Cortexafran and blah, 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 blah. (sighs) This used Um, to be a good show. This did used to be a good show. You know what's you know what's gonna be great? I, I think that we are going to be begging for this type of episode in like three episodes. Oh, um, I don't uh, doubt maybe. that, but I'm st- you, I'm still allowed to be upset now. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> but yeah, they they find that oh he's on a boat, so he must be in the eye of the storm because I guess he's not destroying the universe. I'm very unclear on how this works. So well, he's, no, he's going to so, destroy the universe, but, but there is so, just like with this like smaller thing that they had before. There's going to be an eye of the storm, and look, a storm system is forming out in the Atlantic right now. It's like okay. kind of close to shore. That's but probably the, where it is. If the universe is destroyed, then how does this one spot of ocean yeah. survive? They they long explained enough? it previously in the last episode as well. Like this is the safe zone or something. Like he yeah. ha- well, he has so, it set up so this specific place won't get destroyed. Yeah. Um, okay. How he turns this into a brand new universe? Um, terraforming, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I assume the way, like I assume he has just a bunch of fucking cool fringe technology on the ship. As well as like the mutants and shit, most that he, likely that he would just use to terraform the land as he needs to. But yep. it just, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But whatever. <laughs> the but hey, the rest happen. of this episode doesn't make sense. Why do we care about this plot <laughs> point? Like, mainly because they've turned William Bell into weird supervillain. Um. Also, like his haircut bothers me. Like uh, I, I I don't know. I'm sorry, Leonard Nimoy. That haircut bothers me. It looks like you have a boy band wig on. I, th- I think he might have just have a wig on. I don't think that's his real hair. Well might. I hope it wasn't. But yeah. Uh, Anyways, blah blah blah. Horrifying. Yes. Oh yeah, look. Pep he's... talk between Olivia and Peter. Olivia's like, "What's he gonna fucking do?" And Peter's like, "But I love you." Yep. Um, William Bell has taken, and on the other side, William Bell's sort of taken to, like, prayer. Like, you could tell that he's sort of, he's went, like, super religious. Um, and Walter's just kind of looking around the office while William's, like, like, while Bell's, uh, like, praying and, like, finds a gun and's like, oh, sweet, gun. Maybe, maybe I'll use this later. Just very <laughs> casually starts loading a gun. Gun with <laughs> bullets. Yep. Uh, the, oh. Yeah. I just we'll get to it in the the wrap up. This this entire plot is stupid. I agree. Um, but yeah, we uh, we have what we we have. William Bell notice you know gun there and being like Walter, don't 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 do that. You know you don't want to. Um, and Come at look the same out the time, window instead. Yeah, look out the window instead and see my magical world that I have created. Um. Or the storm and, that is going to create it. Yes. It's like nothing you'll ever see again. Um, we have uh, Nina, Peter, and Olivia in a helicopter going to the eye of the storm, but there's no ship. What's going on? Oh, William Bell's just, like, cloaked it, I guess. Um, that's cool. Um, fortunately, they're, they're able to, you know, figure out it's cloaked and jump on down. And land on a ship in a completely different looking thing. And hey, well, no, he now. hasn't. He hasn't cloaked it. He's they're out of phase with their universe. Right, they're out of phase with it now. Yeah, so he's used the uh, harmonic thingy to make it sync to the other universe, so it's not visible to anyone in this universe for some reason, except for Peter, because he's from the other universe. Ugh. Ugh. And this reminded me that Lincoln stayed in the other universe, and at least Lincoln's not in this finale. <laughs> that was <laughs> my shining. That, that was my uh, silver lining. Hey, guess who this was written by? 
Akiva, Akiva. <laughs> the hater of Lincoln. <laughs> the only man who hates Lincoln more than us. <laughs> Can we get an, an interview with Akiva or just like ask him one question? It's why did you hate Lincoln Lee so much? Not, not, even, not even why did you hate Lincoln? Just like, how, like, did you hate Lincoln? It really feels like you did and we appreciate it. Not or even at least that. you guys appreciate it. Who's your least favorite fringe character and why was it Lincoln? <laughs> But yeah, they they fly over and Peter's like, oh, hey, I can see it. Hold my hand and we can jump down and land. So they do. And Olivia has so much Cortexafan that she can breach the barrier and jump between worlds. And everyone's like, cool, that sounds like a good plan. If you land in the ocean, we can just pick you up and try again. Yay. It's Um, only going to be like a 40-foot drop. That's fine. Don't worry about 40-foot drop onto a uh, container ship. Uh, well, no, the drop to the container ship is like 5 feet. Drop to the water is about 40 feet. Although, I think from 40 fair. feet, water feels like container ship. Uh, nah. It's, it's starting to get there, but it's not as bad. <laughs> How fast do you have to be going for water to feel solid? Um, uh, I've skipped across water, so that should give you an answer. Mythbusters did a thing on it, like the myth that like at a hundred feet or something, like water's the same as concrete isn't correct. It it will still kill you. It's just not the same as concrete. <laughs> so if I do a little bit of math, so I I've I've skipped across the water when I fell while do like while water skiing once. Uh I was cutting across the wake pretty hard at the time, so I was probably going like seventy or eighty kilometers at the time, like an hour, maybe maybe a little bit higher. Um, um, if you knew what, if you could estimate your speed and your angle, you could math out yeah, how much force. Yeah, no, I can do. Water. I can. I can math. I can math some stuff out. You but can yeah, math it um, out. And you just have to figure out the surface tension of water. Also, essentially. also the surface area yeah. of your ass. Yeah, and oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, was. Charlie, you're you're being kind, thinking that the skipping occurred with the, <laughs> my backside. <laughs> backside. <laughs> Nick, you're not a did this, 50 year old. Did this become woman. PG 13? You're not a 50 year old <laughs> grandma at like church backside. Listen, l- listen, listen, I just got out of Christmas, David, you know. <laughs> Christmas with what, what small children? I met your family. What do you mean? Uh, you're, you're not wrong. Did you tell yes. someone to take a walk again? Uh, sadly not this time that would have been funny though oh my god oh I never thought that was gonna get a callback anyhow yeah they let a dude with like a fucking separated shoulder or whatever Peter has jump onto a cargo ship and he almost falls off and then he's like I don't need this sling I have love wow or sorry he says it more like I got family I have the power of <laughs> God and anime on my side. Of of you know who, what he doesn't know, the power he knows not. Love. What the fuck are you quoting? Harry, uh, Potter. Harry Potter. Oh God, right. <laughs> you know what? Old old hey, jo- Joanne Rowling. David, are you a turf? Why are you quoting Harry Potter? No, that's why I call her Joanne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, we Anyways. get we get to the confrontation. They manage to sneak aboard, and they find William Bell, and 
Oh, we should mention before, like, Walter sees the storm and he's like, oh my God, what's causing this? And William Bell's like, oh, Olivia was always magnificent. And then Peter and Olivia come along and Walter's like loading the gun and they showed up and they're about to shoot William Bell. And then, oh, what? Walter shoots Olivia square in the head. Woo! This was. All right, so. Genuine shock. Genuinely shocking. Props to Fringe. And then let me take that prop all the way back because they immediately go backwards on this. What the fuck? <laughs> you were you were so down with them just straight up murdering Olivia here. And for, um, and for Walter to have done it? Yeah, because that would actually yep. make season five have interesting stakes between Peter and Walter. Yup. <laughs> but um, nope, never mind. And then nope. William Bell well, just no, walks well, over. No. Before then, let's have Walter turn the gun on William Bell, and William Bell phase out of existence using no, Bell. ringing a bell. Yeah, not just phase out. He goes and he goes, man, we could have had such a good time together. Ding! And then he disappears! And I'm like, what? Okay, what so my, my thing is, on, on Blue Universe's side, they can't see the ship. Nothing is there. He rings the bell on the ship in Red Universe side. No, Supposedly, they're not in Red Universe anymore, though. They're not in Olivia Red Universe died. either. They're they're in New Universe. Olivia died. Is where they were. Well, they were Olivia's even, dead, so they're they back. Even they're already in back New in Blue universe. universe. Yeah. Yes. So, what okay. I understood was so what I'm what I'm but okay, so New Universe, no, because they New Universe hasn't happened yet. New Universe hasn't happened. So what what I understand is. When they shift out of phase, because the bridge between the two universes is gone, they're not actually in Red Universe. He's just shifted out of phase, essentially. So the entire ship isn't okay. in line with the current universe. You can't interact with it unless okay. you're shifted over. My, my point is still going to stand. Where the fuck did William Bell go? It, who fucking knows? I, he just teleported away. I don't think he's jumping universe. I think that was just a teleportation bell. William Bell secretly invented Pokemon, and he has an Abra somewhere. He <laughs> just used teleport is what happened. That would make more sense in the rest of this fucking episode. What, you don't like Walter running over and then stabbing a hole in the back of Olivia's head and then getting an antenna and shoving the bullet out the back of her skull and going, All better now. Done. She, Sorry, She'll hold be on. all good. This- this I, is what that Cortexafan was for. Nick, uh, are, do you see the first sentence of uh, Act 12? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Peter still like hasn't caught anyway. wind of Walter's spontaneous plan to protect both universes from Bell's extinction event. He is just holding Olivia tight and fending off Walter's attempt to move ahead with Phase 2. Reviving the defunct Cortexa goddess? <laughs> Save her. Oh, I hate you that. Just I hate that word her. so much. That, that word is so cursed. That word is so cursed. Uh, Cortexagonus. What fucking horny degenerate wrote this? <laughs> nah, you know what? You know what, Charlie? I'm actually going to go with they weren't horny when writing this. Because back in 2012, Goddess didn't have to be incredibly horny. And they were going with, yeah, no, they've elevated Olivia to god status. Um, no. In terms of the, her abilities. No, Nick, I'll, I'll tell you, 20, 2012 was ripe with horny goddess. Mm. That's that's fair then. But, you know, I, I, uh, they, they, they could have just went with, yep, they've went to, you know, Olivia just having just insanely strong powers and fuck it. <laughs> that person 100% masturbated to 
Anatorv before? This scene. Not even before. This scene specifically. Don't know how. Don't care why. They did. But yeah, Walter shoves... Charlie, Charlie, there was a new hole. Oh. (laughs) There's two. Although they met in the middle, so is that just one... It's two holes that become one, right? Isn't that still just one hole? <laughs> well, if if the holes don't meet, are they two separate holes? Or are they one hole that has not been completed yet? Isn't everything just a hole waiting to be completed? <laughs> I hate that statement. <laughs> I I hate that statement so much. So, David, are you, are you saying that... Like... The the target is any one of these orifices. Could you be claiming that any hole is the goal? No, what David stated was just worse. I don't even know what I said and what that could possibly mean. Anyhow, it's Walter just... shoves the bullet out of her head and went, oh, Cortexafan has oh. supreme regenerative capabilities. Look, despite it fucking ruining her brain tissue, she's alive. With no memory and loss and nothing wrong with her at all, there will be no bad side effects to this. Slowly, the wound in her forehead heals and Olivia we, begins to guys, show signs of vitality. And the lads are keep, nearly oh. reduced to tears as she does so. It worked. The lads? What? <laughs> the lads. Also, it worked as in bold. <laughs> I hate Fringepedia. I hate this episode of Fringe. I, ugh. Man. Uh, the, bullet, the bullet that saved the world plinks onto Belle's leather-clad desk, and Walter slinks the aluminum pointer from, a, uh, from Olive's noggin. It, it, it's, this entire paragraph is full of chock-full like chock of some excellent quotes. The bishop men go into wait-and-see mode. Oh, Anyways. my God. Yeah, Broyles gives a briefing to Congress on what happened with Bell. They're gonna look for him, and And they're like, "Hey, we'll give you all the money you need. You can have an official science team." Thank you for letting us sleep at night. What the fuck? (laughs) Also, he's no longer a colonel. Broyles is now a brigadier general. Absolute nonsense. And he leaves Congress on his way to go fuck Nina Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) They don't deserve each other. No one should be happy. Because, hey, not only is there a massive conflict of interest, because Burroughs is like, hey, I have a fully funded science division. Do you want to run it, owner of a major American conglomerate? Owner of a, of a major American military contractor? But, hey, let's go sleep together first and then iron out the details. <laughs> the thought of her working for him leaves them giggling like teenagers. Oh my god. It's it's Brawl's walking away. You guys are buying Lockhead Martin as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean buying? Ugh. I own it already. Like ah. Uh. Um uh, Walter Walt- makes a pee joke. Um, yeah. Olivia's recovering. Olivia's, but she's not going to be able to be out in the field probably anymore. Also Astrid's all good again. And, and Walter's cool. I'm going to call Astrid Astrid now. Maybe. At least for this scene. Oh, and uh, also, Cortexafan is almost out of her system. Doesn't mean her powers are gone, just means she they're dormant. So don't expect that in Season 5. Can't escape to the other universe. If 
I have so many things questions. go bad. I have so also many this just means this just means that don't worry, Olivia's not going to have these obscene powers that you know are, are above the observers who we've already stated are going to be the season five problem. You mean she won't be a Cortexa goddess anymore? Oh, <laughs> Akiva cucked me. Oh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's what Peter... that's what Lincoln says off screen. <laughs> Damn you, Akiva! <laughs> this other universe when Folivia also gets together with another man. I just want to cut to the red universe in season five that shows Folivia together with John Scott and Lincoln <laughs> being sad somewhere. Mm, Them completely that unaware be, uh... that anything has happened. <laughs> like, where's Red Universe John Scott? What's he up to? Still working for the NSA, I would assume. Uh, no, that wasn't John Scott, though. That was a different dude. John John Scott John, worked for the John NSA. John Scott was just around doing things. Oh, sorry. Yes, you mean Blue. Yeah. I thought you meant Red Universe Olivia's like original boyfriend. Who was oh no, that was he. He was just doing CDC stuff until yeah, he you was know, fighting... Olivia got pregnant with definitely not his kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still upset that their matching tattoos were just couples tattoos and not like a secret cult thing. Which is that, also dude, nonsense. that would have been great. Uh, um, but hey, we get happy Olivia and Peter. They've they've survived. They've made it. Um, they found a look, house the, too. They found a house. We're at the end of you know the the series of Fringe. Things have to look good for everyone here, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, look, the yeah. observer was right. Olivia had to die. Yeah, but she's alive now, and everything's fine. Well, the observer never said you would the stay the dead. Ooh. Ah. That's some fucking prophecy bullshit right there. <laughs> you know, right. technically, there's nothing in the rules about a dog not playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I we got more from Wikipedia, David, because it's, it's so oh, good. Why? Viral <laughs> smile syndrome quickly claims the faces of Astrid and Walter, too, as Olivia and Peter share the most romantic of prenuptial kisses. Oh yeah, also Olivia's pregnant. Forgot to mention I take, that. I take back what I said about them masturbating. I don't think the person who wrote this has ever had an orgasm in their life. <laughs> and that's their problem. I love how there's like pre and post nuptial kisses can be more romantic. Like once you're married, the kisses get more romantic. Obviously. And there's a limit to how romantic or, a kiss can be or, if you're not married. <laughs> Or they get less romantic. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a cynical outlook you have on relationships. Yo, David, David's doing his best to make everything happy. Listen, 50% uh, of our marriages end in divorce, which yeah, is good, because the that, other 50 end in death. That counts like repeat divorcees, though. Yep. And we shouldn't count them? It, they're people, too, Charlie. No. No, 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 David. Obviously, once someone gets divorced once, they're never allowed to marry or be happy again. You know, just I'm what the Catholic Church tells us. No, they're allowed to mis- be happy. In fact, they probably are happy. <laughs> just saying, it's a misleading stat. It's not fifty percent of all people. It's fifty percent of all marriages. But people can have multiple marriages. Yeah. See can, the can relationship you if it was between. 50%? People, can, can you imagine if it was just fifty percent of all people, you know, got got divorced? It's like, yeah, no, one out of every two people in a marriage will get divorced. It's like, wait, at least fifty percent of people die. 
the people to marriage relationship is an is an end to one relationship where a person can only have one marriage at a time. Well, no, one to end. Yeah, marriage can only belong to one person, but people can have multiple marriages. Yeah, there you go. I did relationship diagrams. What if they're Mormon? Uh, then God frowns upon them because that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yes. uh, right around the time, conveniently, right around the time where the U.S. was outlawing polygamy, the uh, the heads of the Mormon Church came down and went said, "God says polygamy no more." I found a new ancient tablet <laughs> <laughs> that only I can read. Put down your coffee forever uh, or other uh, let's, warm let's beverages to, let's let's get to the final episode of the, or final scene of this uh, season though as well here with just walter in the lab doing normal walter things aka making food in a science place you know good good and normal things to be doing but oh um, what well, september's here and he uh, looks completely fine and he's wow. like oh they're coming we have to warn the others who is coming? This would be a lot more dramatic if this season didn't have such a weird episode 19. Wow. Who could know? Oh. Yeah, Charlie, where was the Observer in this episode? Everywhere. Um, oddly <laughs> enough... Trapped to a fucking magic rune. <laughs> <laughs> the, the glyphs for this episode spell out what I want to do to my body after watching it, and that's Purge. <laughs> Um, the next episode clue actually exists, which I hate because it's the first time that I've had a next episode clue for a two-parter. Um, hey, guess what? This the one. clue for the next episode is that this was part one, you dumbass. No, no, David. Um, if you remember back to the, like, factory in the warehouse, there was this, there was signage on the warehouse stating Eden, which was a direct relation to what William Bell was trying to create this entire episode. You know what, Akiva? <laughs> I don't give a shit, you piece of dumbass. Do you think that's Akiva? Do you think Akiva sits down and goes, ah, oh, shit, we need a next episode clue? Or do you think I, that's like the ninth script writer on the team? I think Akiva's somewhere in that line that's facilitating this. <laughs> <laughs> he signs off on a sheet of paper that says, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yes, Akiva's involved somehow <laughs> and that's allowing fair. this to happen. <sighs> but yeah, that's the episode. We did it. Season four. Yeah, just, holy shit. Just close that book. Who's ready for the terrifying season five? I'm we... not. We only have what? Um, counting more episodes? Our season four recap and our season five recap. We only have 15 episodes of this, I guess, saga of Forsaf left. Yep. Damn, that's, that's only like four S- months. 16 if we want to do uh, a full series review, which we probably should. We should. Probably should. But We're that do may or may special not be tied features. into the. And season reca- uh, recap, retrospective, next episode, right? Yes. Yeah. As usual. Um, I, oh, God. Oh, no, I have to start watching Fringe again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we all have to start watching the episodes now. I have been. What do you mean? I, 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 I haven't. Been, I've been Charlie. I remember most of these, so I haven't. Uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've been watching them, David. Don't you worry. I I got you. I'm not excited for <laughs> the maybe episodes. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be great. Who knows? 
Uh, none of us have uh, neither charlie nor i has made it far enough to know maybe it gets really good uh, (laughs) neither neither nick or i on multiple attempts have ever made it (laughs) far enough into season five to see if it's good or not read into that how you will maybe maybe the second half of it is amazing maybe it's just like the best thing ever i like thinking back to earlier episodes that we'd recorded where you guys were discussing, maybe David will like season five. Maybe, maybe he'll be different and he'll like it. And just my absolute dread for this <laughs> fucking everything. Just... As as soon as you learned what season five was, <laughs> everything got terrible. I'm just I honestly I... think David started getting worried midway through season four. Yes, yes, <laughs> went, that is oh correct. god, if this is what's happening to the show now. Uh, so yeah um let's do episode ratings nick you get to go last for the most drama david what did you think of the season four finale as a standalone episode i will give this a three slightly above average because again there were moments of it that were exciting and there were parts of it that i found satisfying as a season finale and as like what they thought was going to be maybe a series finale if they didn't get season five this is like a solid 1.5 like (laughs) this is barely an episode yeah they they fall back hard on we talked about this last week i think but it it's a worse season one slash two and the entire thing like william bell objectively comes out of nowhere in this <laughs> uh there's no reason for him to be here the entire new universe thing you can claim was hinted at with them destroying the one town but like you can claim anything yeah you can claim anything you there's want no, you can cl- you can claim no that oh they seeded they seeded the aliens in that one episode so when aliens came down and turned everyone to dust it made perfect sense to me like the problem with Fringe is that they started just throwing shit against the wall and we're like, we'll pick that back up eventually. Not even like, see what's stuck. It's just we're piling it up against this wall. Yeah. And they're like, all right, past the time. <laughs> it, it really, I really have to think they had a different plot line ready. And then Leonard Nimoy got healthy enough to appear on screen again. And they went, okay, we're doing this. Which I'm happy to see him again. He's a great part of the series. Like, he does a very good job acting his ass off here. Like, it's just a shame for the storyline. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I also wonder how much better this, like... Should we have not seen the episode 19, knowing it really doesn't do much for this season? Should we have left not this only, not only as a season it, five, episode zero? Not only does it not do much, it actively makes the season worse. Yeah. Because it, we it know... It removes stakes. It removes stakes. We know Olivia yep. survives because she has a child in the future. We also don't give a shit about the Observers at this point. Like, the Observers getting shot. Why should we fucking care? He takes over. Like, but cool, why do yeah, we care? kill him. Yeah, like, good. Oh, you guys were right. Kill these observers. Like, Well, no, nah, September's cool. It's the rest of them that are terrible. September's are, at least trying to help. Are we sure he's cool? Because he doesn't really stop anything, as we learn. 
Well, because he's dead. We've, we've seen the September death scene. September's just all out of sync with everything he's doing right now. Yeah, so he doesn't do anything and is useless. <laughs> like, ugh. And it, did you give a number rating, Charlie? I uh, like a like a two, two and a half. It, it, I don't know. Even even alone, this episode's kind of hand wavy and bullshitty. Like the first bit of it is just fetch quest exposition, and then the end of it is, yeah, she's dead. But what if she wasn't? Yeah. So. Go, go, going off of that, um, I, in general, most of my ratings are just off of standalone in terms of episode stuff, which I know is part of your just, like, yelling at me at all times um, <laughs> whenever I have different things. Uh, I do, in general, just agree with um, David's uh, assessment of right around a three or so. Um, there's There are fun parts in this episode. There are not fun parts in this episode. Um, the resolution for this entire season, like... If we even if we just state that William Bell being being here is completely fine, the way that they then write William Bell out because they couldn't kill William Bell because we have his hand later, so something happens there, I guess. Um, so he has to live <laughs> means that I just hate it uh, <laughs> because you you want it where it's like, wow, we got the big bad. We thought it was David Robert Jones, but it isn't. It's William Bell. And I guess he just phases out of existence and then is cool later. And his, we're going to learn. We'll, we'll figure that out, I guess. His you plans get I, I'm not a fan of that. His plans get filled and like a Scooby-Doo villain, he just kind of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't even stick around to get arrested. They have to remove the face mask and go, and who's under the mask? Oh, look, it's William Bell. Um, which would have been hilarious, by the way. That would have been fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> but also, what kind, of, what kind of good closure would that have given Walter if he was just able to shoot and kill him like that's a, that's Let's, pretty so here, awesome here's, here's, here's the problem here's the problem know. here's the problem with bringing back william bell as the big bad guy it has it has the whole like trying to tie in everything with the series and i understand that but there is no satisfying conclusion for the viewers for them to do with william bell and it makes the episode worse they already uh, had understand. a satisfying conclusion with William Bell. We had three exactly. of them already. Each season we get one. <laughs> like... Exactly. And this was the worst one by a <laughs> wide margin. It's like uh... literally every season it seems like we get a conclusion with William Bell. Like an end was plotline. Except for this one. This one, his plotline continues. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I... You know, I think I don't think I don't think between the three of us it's a hot take at all to say that William Bell saving saving all of them and sending them back to the other universe, that was that was the appropriate end for William Bell. That was like, all right, hey, cool. Hey, Wait. even even William Bell coming back as a force ghost in Olivia's mind to help her through trauma, like that's also a good ending for William Bell. That, because that all was, those, you know all those interactions with him was he's a, a narcissist and a bit power hungry. But he always like kind of tried to do a reasonably good thing if it didn't hurt him too much. Like he, not he even was that because he sacrifices he the, himself in the end. Yeah, he was closer yeah. to good than neutral in like chaotic neutral. Like he was trapped in red. You, he was like, in, he was maniacal, but like in a good way. Like yeah, he was like yes. I am all powerful, but I will help humanity. Like oh, I'm trapped he, in red universe, and they want to blow up blue universe. Well, I can't help blue universe if I'm dead, so I have to help them until I can help. Blue universe. Oh, look, I get to sacrifice myself for this. And I have a backup plan just in case. 
Yes. And then um, I so sacrifice yeah, just, myself anyways, and then the timeline resets, and I'm a dude. So, yeah, bas- basically, my, my entire point off of this is that this is, like, even just as a standalone episode, it's really not a satisfying conclusion to just an episode. Um, so, that's, I, I'm giving it a three, because it, it had its fun moments, and it was fine, but, yeah. I will accept a three. <laughs> Um, like I, I can't in good conscience give it higher than that, just given how I felt about everything surrounding it. So, yay, <laughs> gets a yay. three. Oh God! All right, so that's episode ratings. We did glyph. We did uh, observer sighting. What's in that mailbag, David? You it's, don't even have to go check because I know you're not going to. I'm not. It's empty. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. One day. It's just upsetting on so many levels that this is the end of fringe for us and we get to do weird observer war next season it's Um, a real it's a real shame that they came out with this whole like spin-off series that now we have to go watch because you know they made it canon for some reason it was weird (laughs) it's a real shame that we made this podcast concept entirely about a shit fifth season and now we have to watch the shit fifth season man uh, who who could have seen this coming i didn't think it would be this bad i really didn't (laughs) nick and i warned you we said in that sushi restaurant all those years ago we said it's not necessarily bad it just feels like a different show no i i disagree i think it is just bad (laughs) But if the yeah. writing continues at this level for the rest of season five, it's bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. Uh, yeah, we are going to do our full season review and ratings and special effects over the next couple episodes. So definitely stick around for those because those are always a lot of fun and we get to rant and ramble and yell about what our favorite episodes were, what our least favorite episodes were, what our favorite plot line was, if you could pick one from this season. I'm sure there's one or two we don't necessarily dislike. Uh, I'm sure we'll have contenders for least favorite, but we can get all to that next episode in the following one. But thank you very much for listening to this one. If you do want to stay up to date, or if you're wondering how the hell you got to this point and you misclicked a link and your friend sent you a much better podcast, uh, but you're oddly charmed by this one because the intro was so weird and out of here. And yes, one of us is suffering nicotine withdrawal. Can you guess which one? Write in and tell us at Twitter, which is uh, at Forsaf. Or you can email us at forsaf at gmail.com. Or if you want us to spoil the surprise next week, we'll tell you. But you have to follow us on any of the podcasting services you listen to. Be that iTunes, Alexa, Google, our home at Podbean iHeartRadio, which is a new one, I guess. Uh, I think that's everything. All the bases are covered. We'll see you next week. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. 